day 324. Welcome to Word in 3D. We are promoting God's Word so that there won't be destruction. Hosea 4 and 6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I also will ignore your children. We are transforming our imagination and gaining eternal perspective by reading, reflecting, and praying God's complete word together. As Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you for this wondrous day, Lord. We thank you for the air in our lungs, Lord. We praise you. You are, you are like no other God. We praise you. And we give you all the glory. We adore your holy name, Lord. Lord. We just come before you knowing that your ways are better than ours. Your thoughts are higher than ours. And so we come to learn. We come to not only learn, but to, to act on the word that you're going to put in our hearts. Lord. We confess that you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you his precious blood makes us right with you lord it's not anything that we've done on our own ourselves it's not our own righteousness but it's christ's righteousness that makes us right with you that we can come before you today and uh, give you the praise and the honor so we thank you for jesus and we pray lord that you just supply us with your holy spirit that you fill us up so that we overflow throughout today that we overflow in our work that we overflow in our lives lord and in our families and into our world that we we be the vessels that you use to flood this world with your spirit with the knowledge of you in jesus name we pray amen today we are going to read proverbs 28 7 to 17 we have james chapter 4 1 through 17 and then finally we have Ezekiel 38, 1 to 39, and in at verse 29. Some good stuff there. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, up first, Proverbs 28. Let's get into that. Proverbs 28. 7 to 17. Aaron, you want to kick us off on that one? You got it, good brother. All right. Proverbs 28, verse 7 through 17. A discerning son heeds instruction, but a companion of gluttons disgraces his father. Whoever increases wealth by taking interest or profit from the poor amasses it for another who will be kind to the poor. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. Whoever leads the upright along an evil path will fall into their own trap, but the blameless will receive a good inheritance. The rich are wise in their own eyes. The one who is poor and discerning sees how deluded they are. 
When the righteous triumph, there is great elation. But when the wicked rise to power, people go into hiding. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Blessed is the one who trembles before God, but whoever hardens their heart falls into judgment. I'm sorry, falls into trouble. Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is the wicked ruler over a helpless people. A tyrannical ruler uh, practices extortion, but one who hates ill-gotten gain will gain a long, will enjoy a long reign. Anyone tormented by the guilt of murder will seek refuge in the grave. Let no one hold him back. Amen. Wow. Let's reflect on that. Proverbs 28, 7 to 17. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And uh, what type of instructions, meaning how does this apply to our lives today? And let's uh, let's kick off with Lawrence. Good morning, brother. Um, Lord, thank you for this word. Thank you for this word. Um, I think one of the, one of the sections that stuck out to me was verse thirteen. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Mm. Um. I think the word that sticks out to me is renounce. You know, I think many times, especially as Christians, we get to a place where it's easy to confess. Um, and then sometimes you'll find, you know, us back in this situation or, um, and so it, that word renounce kind of has this undertone, like I have, um, literally let go of mm-hmm. um what was pulling me into sin um i have like turned away from that which uh i was a part of not just confess verbally with my mouth um i think um and so that just i don't know just kind of stuck out to me this morning to to when when I repent, am I renouncing uh, what it is I'm repenting for? Uh, and so um, I think a lot of times we don't we don't put those together mm-hmm. for for believers. Um, we just you know confess your sins, you know, and you are you are free. Sometimes it's like this. You know, I got some creative counseling and one of the things she was saying, she was like, hey, whenever you have a, a, a great idea, don't tell anybody. She's like, just fulfill it. Because what, you, what you're doing is you're finding fulfillment in in telling people about this great idea. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I think many times um, the same thing is that um, we could get to a place where we confess 
and it feels good to repent because there is um, there is freedom that comes in um, confessing. There is freedom that comes with um, with what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost as if if I was handcuffed mm-hmm. and have I have one end on my wrist and the other end uh, cuffed to whatever it is it's cuffed to. Now, I can, I can literally like, you know, uncuff one end uh-huh. of it and, I, and I'm free from what that thing is, but I'm still handcuffed. You know what I'm saying? I still got the cuffs on my wrist. And uh-huh. so it's like this two ended thing of like, um, when I repent, you know, I can get free from what that thing is. Uh-huh. And when I, when I renounce it, I'm taking off the cuffs of it fully uh, walking away, you know? Yeah. And so, mm. I don't know. Man, this is, this is really good because that even ties in because we're just coming from verse 13 of Proverbs 28, you know, it, it talks about us, it, not turning a deaf ear um verse nine says if anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction even their prayers are detestable so that ties in also with verse 13 whoever conceals their sin does not prosper but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy because before we come before god you know we need to renounce those sins and stop doing them you know we have to and we talked about this yesterday, you know, uh, not many of us should become teachers because we're judged at a higher level. And so um, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses or renounces them finds mercy. And so it's, man, that's just so deep and it's so real for here right now that we we do have to push away the things that, you know, if when we hear the, when we read the Bible, when it tells us to do something, let's do it. Let's not just be hearers of it. Let's actually put it into practice right here, right now, today. Uh, let's go to Brother Aaron. Amen. Amen. I love that illustration with the um, with the handcuffs. You think you got away, but you're still carrying that thing around. Um, as I was looking at the notes, kind of for this reading today, I'm seeing the topic is that you can resist evil. And the thing that stands out to me about that is the fact that like, yes, people, the Bible teaches us that people are evil, you know, in our heart dwells no good thing, but that you can resist it. You know, I I remember hearing this thing when, especially when I was younger, you know, it feels like we get a little more mature about stuff now, but we probably just find another way to mask it. But people be like, well, that's just how I am. That's just my personality. That's just, no, you can resist it. If there's something that's coming, that's not from God. If it goes against the word of God, then it's not what we were created to do. Therefore, we don't have to do it because we can do the thing that he created us for. Mm-hmm. It talks about a couple of different types of evil in verse 17. He's talking about murder in verse 10. Um, talking about leading people down the wrong path. Um, verse 9, 
uh, turning a, a deaf ear to the law or what should be happening. Verse eight, charging extra interest. Um, verse 14, hard being hard of your heart. Those are choices that we stayed in. Because even if you find yourself in that place and you didn't mean to go there, once you realize you're there, um, hello, yeah, it's time to leave. You know, and I appreciate what you said, Lawrence. You know, it's like, yeah, confession is good. High five. You know, it's wrong. You're like, yeah, I shouldn't be doing this. Drink, drink. This is coffee. Calm down. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but just like, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Therefore, I'm going to leave. I'm going to stop. We can resist evil because we've got the power. Hallelujah. The Amen. resurrection alive in us because of Jesus Christ. We can. Amen. 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 And that takes faith because it's like, I'm about to give up something that I love to do or that I like to do, but I'm going to trust God because this is his word and I'm going to put my trust and lean on him and he's going to provide everything else as I walk this thing out with him. Um, and I think that is for the connection of us Christians today, that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like once we hear something on the pulpit, or we hear something from the word in 3D or when we're doing devotion or any Bible study, you know, it's time to put this into practice. It's not just time to listen to them. So you're like, oh, that just, you know, that just sounds so good. Let me go tell somebody like you St. Lawrence, you know, we find a fulfillment in just telling somebody, mm -mm. it's like, okay, we got to actually walk this thing out. And uh, many times I've, I've tried to do something like this with word in 3D and I stopped because uh like there were things in my life I needed to, to get right and, and and move out. And so, uh, yeah, it's very, very, very important, you know, that we, we keep that. Eric, did you have something else to say or did you, uh, yeah? Yeah, I did. Um, okay. You know, I just, I just wanted to get to, and I'll be real brief, but that, that the truth that, you know, we don't have to do evil and the truth that we can do things different my prayer is just that it really resonates like in our hearts mm -hmm. because i think that and i'm learning that you know knowing it is one thing like, i can know the difference between right and wrong but really having it in my heart you know that i'm purposed to do his will that song is ringing in my head i want to do your will mm -hmm. you know um it's different though when it's really coming from the heart. Like I feel this, I want to do the right thing. So my prayer is just that it, that we, that we know it, um, but that we receive it, that it takes seat down into our hearts. I'm mm -hmm. praying that for me. And, and I know how important it is. I'm praying it for my brothers too. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go on to prayer for that. And I uh, ask God just to remind us and let us live this thing out for real. This is not just a, this is not something that we're, we're playing with. This is something real. Um, so, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to, we want to do this word. We don't want to just be hearers of your word. Lord. We want to be doers of your word, Lord. So, God, we pray right now, God, that we would take this word and put it into practice, that we would, um, that we would hear your word and, and, and really take it to heart. Look at our, do a evaluation of, of what's going on in our lives right now and start to make changes. Anything that doesn't look like you, anything that's pulling against what your word is saying, Lord, Lord, we want to, we want it removed. 
right now in the name of Jesus. We, we want it removed right now in the name of Jesus. We don't want to be just talking about how good you are, Lord. We want to experience your goodness through obedience. So, Lord, we pray right now that you move things that are not right in our heart, Lord, and move us in the right direction. And that we speak your words and that we live your words and that we see the fruit of that obedience in our daily lives. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Up next, we're going to read James chapter 4, verse 1 through 17. And I will kick us off on that. Resist the devil. Yes, sir. Submit yourselves to God. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he, he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the, opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the, law, judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Boasting about tomorrow. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Amen. Let's uh, reflect on that. James chapter 4, verse 1 through 17. What stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? All right. Lord, you're leading us off today, so go ahead, brother. Unless you want to pass it. Yes, sir. 
verse three, I was reading verse three says, when you ask, <clears throat> you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you give on your pleasures. <clears throat> um, I just, I just, the things that stuck out to me in there is like, how much, how often do I pray and I ask with the wrong motive? Not necessarily, not necessarily saying from a selfish motive many times, but um, just with the with the wrong with the wrong motive. It's it just not like a, it doesn't have to be a bad motive, but just the wrong motive. You know, um, I'm reminded that you know the conversation we had yesterday about personal preferences as opposed to uh, kingdom purposes. Uh -huh. And and I think many times, you know, several times in the scripture it says, "Submit yourselves to God." Um, and, and if He wills it, um, then it'll happen. And I feel like it's so easy in this world to get caught in our personal preferences um, that we don't even realize we bring our personal preferences to the Lord when we pray. It has nothing to do sometimes with a kingdom purpose. Uh -huh. I love the fact that, you know, several places in the scripture, it says, humble ourselves and he will lift us up. God doesn't have to, but it is a beautiful thing when we humble ourselves and submit ourselves to him and we allow him to lift us up. Um, uh -huh. it, and it, it's, it's, it's totally this undertone of our heart condition when we come to him. Um, even in prayer, you know, sometimes I, I find myself saying the same things out of um, habit, saying the same things out of habit. And my intention, I never think enough to condition my heart before I say anything to the Lord during that time. And so, so, I'm, so it just got my mind turning about checking my motives when I come to the Lord. Mm -hmm. I like the, I like that part where it talks about purify, like wash your hands, purify your heart. You know, today we have, we're amped up on that these days about because of coronavirus and stuff. But it's so true. It's like before we get into God's presence, um, I mean, we're always we're living in his presence. But the thing about it, when we come before him, you know, asking uh, of things, it's just like, you know, it's kind of almost like serving food. It's like before you serve food, you know, you want to make sure your hands are clean because even if you don't intend to make somebody sick or you don't intend to do the wrong thing, you can make somebody sick because you've just been like putting your hands down and you, you, you're scratching your butt and then you, you go and serve some food <laughs> and it's just not right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like cleanse your hands and, and, and wash, you know, before we come before God or before we offer up stuff, we have to make sure like, Lord, is my heart pure? Lord, if there's anything that's in me, that's not of you, Lord, cleanse it, you know, wash me clean, Lord, take, take it out of me, take it out of me. I don't want, I don't want my desires in here. You know, let, let me say something about that, man. <clears throat> Twice in less than a week's time, I've gone to a restaurant and some things have happened. The first time I've eaten, I'm eating my food and there is, 
there's a sticker in my food. Oh my goodness. It's on a it's on a Friday and the sticker says Monday. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But <clears throat> but you can see the hearts and motives of the waitress like like I'm so sorry. Like I just wanna we just, you know, we just try to serve you mm-hmm. and give you what we can. And so my response to her is mercy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all good. It's cool. You know, like, like, but imagine, you know, it depending on her response, what my response would have been. Uh-huh. Like, no, you put that in there. No, this, you know what I'm saying? Imagine what my response would have been. Uh-huh. Um, and and so it just it just had me thinking about like <clears throat> my heart condition and my motives, like when I'm trying to do what's right for the Lord, you know, uh-huh. and then how he responds to me as long as my heart and my motives are pure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it shows you the willingness, but it's still also like, man, like how can we step up too, to to be in tune with what God is doing so that we don't have a sticker in our food or something or presenting something to God that is like, okay, I, I love you because you're my, my son. You know, I love you because of this. But, you know, at a certain point, it's just like we get mature. We start to grow. It's like, okay, it's time to go to another level, son. It's time to, you know, it's time to grow up. It's time to do better than what you'd be doing. If we've been, if, if a, if a 10 year old is still in Pampers, um, there's something wrong, you know? So let's go to brother David. Uh, good morning, brothers. Um, thank you for your responses. Um, for, for verses one through three, I think what's interesting is that it, it breaks down the origin of like murder, adultery, and stealing. And it breaks it down to like to covet something that you don't deserve. Um, what's interesting is I didn't, I never really thought about it like that, you know? Sure, someone stole something, but it's like, well, you stole it because you thought you wanted something, but you knew you didn't deserve it. Because if you didn't, if you knew you deserved it, you would ask for it. Um, if you want, if you want this, why why you don't need to do adultery you don't have to be secretive mm-hmm. but you don't deserve it therefore that's why you must be doing it in secret um you know you murder somebody in a robbery it you have you have to kill this man because you want his property you want his house you want his dog you don't deserve it therefore i have to do this action which is interesting the origin is that covet something that you don't deserve because therefore we should have asked for it. Next thing I want to talk about is uh, verses eight, particular, you know, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-mindedness. I feel this is just really uh, an instruction to us. Um, 10 as well, uh, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up, mm-hmm. you know me quite plain as day but these are just come to me as instructions okay this is how we need to be and um 13 through 15 um you know this is about talking about tomorrow talking about the next day you know this is me when you know i always say you know inshallah 
this is where this is the verse, the origin of it. Um, you know, if God wills it, and um, it just actually learning where it comes from, the actual verse, um, that was what stood out to me, uh, the origin of, uh, of why I said I like the meaning of it, but to know where it came from in the Bible, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. It's good instruction to humble ourselves and to realize that we got to be flexible to God's will. And, and yeah. not even, maybe flexible is not even the right word. Maybe it's just, just broken. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to be broken before God's will. If we go out and do something, we like, oh, I got this great idea. want to do it, you know, and it don't work out. Don't get all hurt and, and like fall apart because it didn't work out the way we thought it should work out. We just like, hey, maybe, probably wasn't God's will. If it's God's will, it's going to happen, you know, and we'll push on, you know, have a have a very um flexible broken attitude uh towards how we go about our day and how we go about doing things let's uh hear from yeah. aaron the only thing i was gonna add to that let me, let me just add one part to that aaron sorry was that the way also that will works it works when when you're talking to believers because when you're all believers then you understand the there is grace, but only God provides that grace, and that we need to give that grace to ourselves because we all know that God has, God is the one who's truly in control. So it, it works when you're talking to believers. I believe. Hmm. All right. Let's uh, hear from Aaron. Amen. Um, yeah, praise God. I was hoping our brother David would talk on Inshallah because he's been saying that for years. And uh, so that was cool. And and it is, I'm encouraged too, when it's like you'll hear something over and over, you, you might even kind of like think it, you know, the, the Holy Spirit reveals it to your spirit. But then when you see it confirmed in the word, like I pray we've all had that experience and you know how awesome that is. Mm -hmm. um, so the thing that came up for me in this reading was about like uh, being peacekeepers right? Like that's being the, the outcome that we will be peacekeepers. Um, we're taught in, in Matthew, you know, that the peacekeepers will inherit the earth. And I'm thinking about how the steps to get there though, you know, talking about resisting evil and submitting to God. And I love how it opens up in this chapter, you know, what causes fights and quarrels among you? And then he asks another question. He's real G here because he doesn't just tell you why ask when you could tell or why tell when you could ask. So he says, don't they come from desires that battle within you? Doesn't it come from the, uh, the, the pride of life, the lust of your flesh, the lust of your eyes? That's mm -hmm. where these quarrels are coming from. David started talking like you don't deserve it. But just the fact that it's not yours, you know, and you want it. This is why we're beefing. So I'm letting now that that desire that's in me that like want for something, you know, that I don't have yet or that God didn't intend for me, but I want that thing. I want my will instead of his will. And now it creates friction. Mm -hmm. But in order to be peacekeepers, um, you know, we're taught to submit ourselves to God. And, you know, this one, excuse me, this one promise, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Like, this is a promise. 
-hmm. This is a, you know, and it feels different because it doesn't say like the Lord is always with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Right. It doesn't feel like maybe as direct as that, but it is a direct instruction and it has an action paired with a reaction or or what's going to happen as the effect of it. Therefore, it's a promise. Mm-hmm. If you do this, then this will happen. Um, and realizing that it's like, you know, it's my fleshly desires, it's the, the worldly system, or it's the enemy himself trying to tempt me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to resist all those things so that I can stay in um, proper alignment with God, that I can be submitting to his will. And then my will won't rise up in me and cause me to be at odds with other people, mm-hmm. to be peace. That's our portion, um, submitting ourselves to God. That's, That's good. The way to be a peacemaker. Yep, yeah. submit ourselves to God, and we will not be wilding out <laughs> inside or outside because it's like, and there's such a good thing about submission. I mean, we submit all the time to bosses. To I remember I used to do contests and stuff like that. Sometimes when we think about submission. We think of it as a, in a dirty term because we think of it as, oh, it's slavery, you know, but without submission, without putting something forward, you can't get anything back. I mean, you have to submit to a process in order for to get the blessing from the process, you know. And so, uh, yeah, let's, uh, uh, Aaron, would you lead us in prayer uh, of this passage and just uh, that we actually live it out? <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Father God, you are great and greatly to be praised. Lord, surely you are all powerful. You are peace. You are prosperity, Father God. You are a life of abundance, life and life more abundantly. Father, I pray that we would retain this message this morning, that we would know, Father, when we humble ourselves before you, that you will lift, lift us up. When we submit ourselves to you and resist the devil, he will flee. Father, so that we can be the peacekeepers that you called us and created us to be, Lord. You created us to be these people that bring change, these people that bring harmony, these people that um, dwell as one, Father. It says that they'll know us by our love for one another. I pray that you would allow us to be submitting to you, give us uh, vision and wisdom, discernment to know when we're leaning towards our own will, when we're befriending the world rather than leaning into uh, your truth, Father, and submitting to um, your precepts, that we'd be able to see that and know that and have the courage to do the right thing, Lord, that we could be peacekeepers, that we could submit to you, hallelujah, and do your will. We ask for your help, for your guidance, for your protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Up next, we have Ezekiel 38, starting with verse 1 and going to chapter 39, ending at verse 29. The book of Ezekiel continues. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. Prophesy against him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around. 
put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army. Your horses, your horsemen, fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Persia, Kush, and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer with all its troops, and Beth Togarma from the far north with all its troops, the many nations with you. Get ready, be prepared, you and all the hordes gathered about you, and take command of them. After many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops, and the many nations with you will go up. Advancing like a storm, you will be like a cloud covering the land. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. You will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people. All of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations rich in livestock and goods, living at the center of the land. Sheba and Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish and all her villages will say to you, Have you come to plunder? Have you gathered your hordes to loot, to carry off silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, and to seize much plunder? Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. In that day, when my people Israel are living in safety, will you not take notice of it? You will come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, Gog, I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I am proved holy through you before their eyes. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. You are the one I spoke of in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel. At that time, they prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. This is what will happen in that day. When Gog attacks the land of Israel, my hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. In my zeal and fiery wrath, I declare that at that time, there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the beasts of the field, every creature that moves along the ground, and all the people on the face of the earth will tremble at my presence. The mountains will be overturned, the cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains declares the Sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his fellow. I will execute judgment on him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him, and on his troops, and on the many nations with him. And so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know 
that I am the Lord. Son of man, prophesy against Gog and say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against you, Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around and drag you along. I will bring you from the far north and send you against the mountains of Israel. Then I will strike your bow from your left hand and make your arrows drop from your right hand. On the mountains of Israel you will fall, you and all your troops and the nations with you. I will give you as food to all kinds of carrion birds and to the wild animals. You will fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in safety in the coastlands, and they will know that I am the Lord. I will make known my holy name among my people Israel. I will no longer let my holy name be profaned, and the nations will know that I, the Lord, am the Holy One in Israel. It is coming. It will surely take place, declares the Sovereign Lord. This is the day I have spoken of. Then those who live in the towns of Israel will go out and use the weapons for fuel and burn them up. The small and large shields, the bows and arrows, the war clubs and spears, for seven years they will use them for fuel. They will not need to gather wood from the fields or cut it from the forests because they will use the weapons for fuel and they will plunder those who plundered them and loot those who looted them, declares the Sovereign Lord. On that day, I will give Gog a burial place in Israel. In the valley of those who travel east of the sea, it will block the way of travelers because Gog and all his hordes will be buried there. So it will be called the Valley of Haman Gog. For seven months, the house of Israel will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. All the people of the land will bury them, and the day I display my glory will be a memorable day for them, declares the Sovereign Lord. People will be continually employed in cleansing the land. They will spread out across the land, and along with others, they will bury any bodies that are lying on the ground. After the seven months, they will carry out a more detailed search. As they go through the land, anyone who sees a human bone will leave a marker beside it until the gravediggers bury it in the valley of Haman Gog near a town called Pomona. And so they will cleanse the land. Son of man, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Call out to every kind of bird and all the wild animals. Assemble and come together from all around to the sacrifice I am preparing for you, the great sacrifice on the mountains of Israel. There you will eat flesh and drink blood, you will eat the flesh of mighty men and drink the blood of the princes of the earth as if they were rams and lambs, goats and bulls, all of them fattened animals from Bashan. At the sacrifice I am preparing for you, you will eat fat till you are glutted and drink blood till you are drunk. At my table, you will eat your fill of horses and riders, mighty men and soldiers of every kind, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will display my glory among the nations, and all the nations will see the punishment I inflict and the hand I lay on them. From that day forward, the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord their God, and the nations will know that the people of Israel went into exile for their sin because they were unfaithful to me. So I hid my face from them and handed them over to their enemies, and they all fell by the sword. 
I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their offenses, and I hid my face from them. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will now restore the fortunes of Jacob and will have compassion on all the people of Israel, and I will be zealous for my holy name. They will forget their shame and all the unfaithfulness they showed toward me when they lived in safety in their land with no one to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the nations and have gathered them from the countries of their enemies, I will be proved holy through them in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. For though I sent them into exile among the nations, I will gather them to their own land, not leaving any behind. I will no longer hide my face from them, for I will pour out my spirit on the house of Israel, declares the sovereign Lord. Amen. 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 What about that? Them birds are feasting. God put a table before them birds. So let's reflect on that. Looking at Ezekiel 38, verse 1, going to chapter 39. And in that verse 29, what stood out to you? What inspiration do we get from this passage? And what type of instructions do we get from this passage? Yes, yes. Pass that, pass that right now. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll jump in there, man. Praise God. Praise God. Um, God wins. God wins. God overcomes the evil. Well. He makes these promises to us, man. Listen. I don't care what the obstacle was. I don't care if it was me personally that I was going the wrong way. I don't care if you brought a whole team with you. I don't care how long this, you know, this evil has been in power or, you know, how much it looks like there's no way things could ever change. Mm -hmm. God wins. Amen. He has defeated the power of evil. He has defeated the power of sin. I'm just like this one, man. It's like, it just makes me want to preach. Preach. You know? It makes me want to preach. It makes me want to preach. And, and the reason being, you know, like going back to that idea about the heart again. Uh -huh. And it's good to know something in the mind, but to feel it in the heart. You know, we learn about the, the history and we see how God overcame time and time again. And how many times he was allowing people to be afflicted because he knew that he was going to swoop in and save and he wanted to show folks, no, I'm going to show them, I'm going to show you what you're going through and other folks going to see what you're going through. And when mm -hmm. I come and deliver you, they're going to know that it was me that did it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to know that it was me that did it. Amen. But letting that really like sink down to the heart, know like he's going to come through. Like I can trust him no matter what. He's already defeated. He knows this from the end to the beginning. It's actually already done. We're just playing it out right mm -hmm. now. But stay the course. And when that's really in my heart, man, things will change. When you accept, when we accept, when I accept it, that no, he is the name above all names, the power above all powers. Mm -hmm. Whatever you go through, I promise it takes the sting out of it a little bit. Amen. 
Amen. And it lets me know that there is hope on the other side. You know, the morning may endure for the night, hallelujah, but the joy comes in the morning. Comes in the morning. Even when you're mourning, the joy is going to come in the morning. Hallelujah. God wins. He triumphs over the nations. And we will know salvation comes from God alone, from the Lamb of God. Let's uh, jump over to Brother David. Yeah, thank you for that, Brother Aaron. Um, I think, you know, that sentiment is carried through here. It's like the remembrance that the righteous will be exalted. The humble will be exalted. But what does it always say? In due time, right? Due time means that it's not at our time. It's not when we want. It's always on time, which is God's time. Um, you know, um, his ways are above our ways, his ways are above our understanding. Mm-hmm. We don't understand the moment, why these things are going on, right? But in the end, the righteous will be exalted. What does that mean? That's like, so that's when when we are the people here who are like, why Why would this happen? Why, did, why does Trump get into power? You know, Trump came into power because God willed it. Things needed to happen. Trump was a, is a, is a, I call people like Trump, people who stir the pot. Mm-hmm. But as you see, God historically chooses your opponents, your enemies mm-hmm. to come through, stir the pot. Because <laughs> sometimes the pot needs to be stirred to recognize and to wake up the people mm-hmm. to not only your transgressions, but to be able to look at yourself. Yeah. Is it, is this? looking in the mirror that you get when you're faced with the, st- the person who stirs the pot that 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 is the great that's the greatness of dealing with yourself and anguish and, and problems is that you makes you be like wow what's going on but really when you figure out when the world is in calamity you actually look inside yourself uh-huh. and that's really in the end what god wants us to do so look inside and recognize that wait am i filled with god or not yeah this is what i most yeah then Amen. You know, and, and, and breaking down in the end that in the end i will restore you i will bring you to fruition and in the end you will recognize that i am the only one one nation under god sovereign and all things will be made right we can be real and i like my brother Owen says brother aaron says you know just be steadfast so Amen. once again it's like you have to worry now. Well, it will be made right in that end. That's good. So that is that is the key right there to to realize that God is sovereign and that you know God He uses even enemies to humble us. You know He uses opposition to humble us to, to realize, hey, do you have idolatry in your heart? Have you been worshiping a man? Have you been worshiping a culture? Have you been worshiping money? Have you been worshiping? What have you been worshiping? If you worship in anything that is not God alone, that is the reason for destruction. You know, those things are detestable. Whatever is not, whatever we have set up in our heart that is an idol, that brings uh, destruction onto our land that brings destruction because people and it's funny because people are like oh idolatry that's just something of the old past ancient that's what the people of primitive mindset did no you look at today man 
all the images that are on the television, all the images that are on the magazines, all the images that they worship the Oscar, they worship the, you know, um, Grammy, they worship all this stuff. These are idols that people worship. They will script their bodies naked and prostitute to get these things. We will, we will sell out our time, money, and we will sell out everything that we got to, to try to get something of gold. And it is, it is so prevalent today. And I used to think to myself, oh, that's silly. You know, no, that stuff is happening real today. It is happening real. Let's go to Brother Aaron. Yeah, man, real quick, just on the on the idolatry tip, you know, I appreciate how David brought up earlier, you know, he said sometimes the conversation is different with a believer than it is with a non-believer. Um, so so to the non-believer that may be listening, you know, and to that point that you just made, Michael, around um, people don't think that idolatry exists anymore. You know, I just want to submit this question and I just want to say, you know, what if, you know, what if those same evil spirits and those same false gods that were openly, you know, um, tempting people into idolatry. What if they just learned a more creative and secretive way to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. What if, you know, it truly is them from ancient times. They've just over time evolved and morphed so that they can be more kind of blending in with the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So it won't be as obvious. You know, what if the master of deception wants us to be lured into this and he realized that we saw his because he didn't disguise himself. So he said, what if he said, I have to be more um, I have to be more sly. I have to be more sneaky uh -huh. so that I can trap them into it. What if that's what happened? Oh, yeah, it's definitely true because you just look at the deception in the garden. Um, you know, devil, know, the devil already knows he is defeated. The pro the thing is, is that. He wants to trip us up to follow after these false gods so he can rule over us. He wants to rule over us. And he knows God is not God. He God is all powerful. He's sovereign, you know, but Satan is just trying to get us to to follow his ways. So we'll follow fall like he did. Um, let's go to the brother Lawrence over here. Yeah, man, <clears throat> to be honest, I don't even think the devil wants to rule over us. Uh, one, if he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and two, I just, I just imagine him seeing a man made in God's likeness in such a way uh, that is that he doesn't like us. <laughs> He's like, God, am I as as your best angel? not enough that you would create a man in your likeness that can reproduce yourself. I got to kill this fool. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and so, <clears throat> so but I say that from a place of also like, I totally agree, Aaron, like, um, like I think that like screw tape letters, there's a, a point in screw tape letters where, um, his nephew is like the de the demon or the yeah the demon is trying to he gets ready to scare um the the subject the human with his being and his uncle's like hold up wait what are you doing he's like if you do that don't you realize that 
you are making yourself known as a demonic presence, which will will make him question if this exists, then God must exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, and mm-hmm. I'm just using it as an example of how how sneaky and strategic the enemy has to think of his tactics because if he makes even too much known about himself, it will also draw more people closer to God. So, um, so for, so for, for so many of these, um, and like you were saying, Michael, the beginning of time, we see it with Adam and Eve, um, for, for the enemy to try to place, um, Eve's eyes on what she could have on what she could know on who she could be, you know, and we said it once before, you know, idolatry is all about self. Mm-hmm. It's about me trying to get divine provision for my sin, what I want to do, what I, what I, how I feel. And so uh, I can see it across the board of the enemy being strategic of making things just plain. I honestly believe there's a spirit behind abortion, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you have to think about this much of idolatry was always had a an underlying purpose for me worshiping this idol that had to do with um things that people knew were happening openly mm-hmm. openly and people were accepting mm-hmm. we are accepting us to throw our kids over this fire this fiery altar mm-hmm. for their their bodies to stick to this stone and to watch it, to hear them scream. Well, and the thing about that too is that you will, people often get that abortion because it is going to uh, mess up their comfort or their convenience. They're like, I got to go to school. I have an education to get. So therefore, for the God of education, the baby's got to die. You know, in order for my, my comfort, that child can't live. You know, and so, I mean, we see that idolatry played out in that way. Um, we are at the top of the hour, so I'm going to just go ahead and close in prayer and ask God to just give us even more revelation as we uh, go throughout the day to live this thing out. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time, Lord. Uh, Lord, thank you for opening our eyes to the to your word. It is powerful. It is a double-edged sword. It is cutting to the intents of the heart. It is showing us what is really down at the root of all the things that we see, Lord. Lord, the spirit of idolatry, Lord, this, the destruction uh, of, of Satan trying to wipe out humanity, trying to put us in slavery. Lord, but where your spirit is, there is liberty. Where your love is, there is harmony and freedom. There is not, there's no fights, there's no quarrels. We are living the way we should. So, Lord, I pray for each of us today that we would keep your word in our heart, that we will guard it, and that as we go throughout our life, Lord, that it will grow, that it will produce fruit, Lord, that when we ask, that we ask with the right motives, Lord. Lord, I pray that as we uh, even navigate through the political world, Lord, that we understand that you are sovereign that you are on either side, but you rule over each of us, Lord. You rule over it all, Lord. One God, one King, Lord, you are. 
Lord, we pray that we will listen and heed this instruction, that this doesn't just fall on deaf ears, Lord, because if we do, that is detestable to you as we pray. If we don't heed your instructions and we pray out to you, it is detestable. So Lord, we pray that we put into action every word and we don't fear man at all, but we fear the one who only needs to be feared, and that is you who are above who can destroy the body and the soul in hell. So we give you the glory and the praise and the honor forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks for joining the Word in 3D, y'all. We are promoting God's Word here. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I also reject you as my priest because you have ignored the law of your God. I also will ignore your children. So our purpose and mission here is to promote the word of God so people won't be destroyed. We are not just hearers of this word, but doers. And that is where it all comes together. Thank God for generous givers. If you would like to support this podcast, go to www.mikesolo.com slash support. This is Word in 3D. We are going deep into God's Word every day, but together Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. So uh, we plan on it. We want to expand this and uh, just keep going deeper and deeper in God's Word. So yeah, for the weekend, we're going to say peace out. Peace out, brothers. Love you all.